ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of Final Repeat what you just said. So in order to make sure this episode gets its full dues, I had to listen to some albums that maybe slipped through the cracks over the past few days. Albums that happen to have been released in the year 2023, because that's what we're talking about today. And and it's uh, sad on my end. You know, I consider myself a lover of music and... I don't know, hip with it. And going back, Clep, and reviewing what are my top five albums of 2023 and my top five concerts of 2023, it made me realize I didn't do my work on this set right here. I wish, like, I didn't dive into a bunch of new music this year, like, and I realized it in a horrible way. And going through all the albums, I'm just like, what the fuck did I do? I might have, like, given shit one listen. But there were a couple that stood out, though, and a couple that I did run back. Well, and also give yourself a little bit of credit. Like, you are still listening to new music in the sense that it's, like, new to you. Maybe it wasn't, like, necessarily released in the year 2023, but it's not like you were just, like, listening to the same stuff the whole year. No, it's true. But like, there was a handful of albums that I was like, oh, I'm going to put this on my list. And I was like, that came out last year. And I like, did this. And I was like, that came out last year as yeah, well. Yeah, time flies. Yeah, dude, it really does. And, uh, but no, I was able to narrow it down, though, found some good ones. And yeah, man, uh, Stallions and ending another year in review. Unbelievable. So, okay. Before we dive in, was it harder for you to work through the concerts or the albums? Like, which list was harder for you to create? It was harder for me to create uh, the albums. Same. Yeah. Yeah, the concerts, it's funny because, again, this is our second year, full year on our belt. We're about to start year three in the beginning of February 2024 of Vinyl Stallions. And... So I kind of knew when I was going to concerts this year that we're going to be doing this episode right here. So you kind of had it in the back of your mind and it made it a little bit easier to the ones that stood out. But I wish we should have like we should have kept a tally of how many concerts we went to. And I'm not talking about big shows, but like tavern shows, like small shows, like pop up shows like. Yeah, it's like how many days did we spend listening to live music? I can at least get a ballpark idea because, yeah, Setlist FM. Um, yeah, like if you have an account with them, like under each Setlist, there's an option to just like choose I attended and then it will log it for you. So I'm actually about to go in and see how many I went to. And the, the thing with Setlist FM too is you can add to it so like if somebody doesn't already create it like for example the chalk dinosaur abstract sounds show that we went to in april like i just added it like i didn't know the set list so the show is just there with no set list but at least has like the date the venue artists um so i my number, there will be a few that I probably forgot to log, but I'll at least have like a decent number. Now that's cool to be able to utilize it like that. And it's, uh, I don't know, crazy how you can just like seek out live music. Remember when uh, we did Vinyl Roulette 5.0 in my house and we were just walking by Terrestrial Brewing Company here in Cleveland, Ohio. There's just some dude strumming and we sat outside for like 10 minutes and just listened <laughs> Yeah, true. That's, that's a concert. Add Absolutely. But yeah, so the albums were definitely tougher for me. But I don't know. I'm ready to break these down. Did you find a number, a ballpark? Yep, 
27. So we'll just round up. Say I missed about three. We'll say 30 ish. I don't believe. Oh, I don't believe that. Dude, that's I mean, that's Bump those that's, club. You've been to more than that, man. I, I think that's about right, especially because, dude, the end of the year is always slower. Like, it's crazy busy towards like the end. You just of went to one on like Sunday or something, and then you went to Metallica two nights. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that that was all I went to in November and December. Wow. And I guess Metallica technically counts as two shows. So, three over those last two months, October was just. Those two fish shows, September was just goose. So it's it like the second half of the year was basically just like one or two a month. But like the beginning of the year was crazy. Like June had like fish, Dave for multiple days, Santana, Chicago. Like <laughs> June was popping. <laughs> Don't forget about the ice cream militia shows you went to. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What? yeah that would have been 2023 well yeah i guess soiree like the not like the first soiree and then i saw them sometime in the winter i actually haven't seen them since i've seen like tanner's other band the currents and then also tanner um love it i will probably be seeing well, icm though actually the day before New Year's Eve on the 30th. Very good. Well, let's dive in then to the hardest part of our decisions. Our top five albums of 2023. We'll be going backwards. Clep, lead us in with number five. All right. So number five. And yeah, very interesting album. Super, super popular dude at the moment. The album is Higher by Chris Stapleton. And this album came out, like, I want to say a month ago. Um, Yeah, Chris Stapleton, very much a dude that is firing on, on all cylinders right now. He's about to be on two tours at once. So George Strait is going on tour this summer doing football stadiums. And he is the second to last guy to play on those shows. So he's playing right before George. And then sprinkled in with that, he has his own tour, Chris Stapleton's All-American Road Show, um, which he's bringing Marcus King along with him for a lot of those. Um, Cheryl Crow's also playing with him on some of those dates. Um, so it's going to be a pretty good year to see Chris Stapleton in 2024 and this album kind of preludes that get a whole new batch of songs 12 of them uh there there's some really really good tunes on this album and yeah i think that's a good way to kick off our top albums of 2023 love it i guess to add to that too so if i i had give you a few songs from this album that's like all right you gotta listen to these i'm gonna say thing i'm in love with you loving you on my mind and crosswind that's your take home from higher <laughs> all, right, all right coming spruce. in spruce and number five is gonna have to be those boys plain white album oh i know who you're talking about but and here we are is the disc come in white or black the vinyl but, but here we are by the foo fighters yep yep that's why i was thinking of and this is just again an unbelievable just comeback album in a sense of taylor hawkins passing and no one honestly thought at least no one, including myself and me, and I thought that they would put out an album this quickly after. And yeah. it absolutely slapped just kicking off with like Rescue. The Glass is an incredible song. And then uh, Rest to end the album. Uh, this was one I definitely had on uh, repeat when it came out earlier this year. And 
I heard they're just, I mean, again, to be able to keep up like that, I've heard they've just been killing it live as well. And a band I still need to fucking see. Oh, so good. Foo Fighters, number five. Yeah, that that one is on my, like, special mentions, like, barely missed. Great album. <laughs> All right. Number four for me, and fun fact, the a great way the honestly how i end up figuring these out i just walked over to my vinyl collection i'm like which ones did i like enough to buy on vinyl (laughs) these next four i got the vinyl that's a good way to put it oh you know this one spruce we got mr dave matthews band walk around the moon and it's red and, and it's blue. Oh yeah. And part of me wanted to put this a little bit higher. Um, I mean the other choices are excellent. I guess what I guess maybe drops this down a little bit more. Um I don't know that this band is firing on all cylinders quite like the albums that are ahead of it. They they still are firing on all cylinders. I don't I like I need to be careful with how I word this, but where this album falls in compared to other DMB albums, I'm not sure is quite as high as where like maybe these next three albums would fall into those respective artists discography. I think DMB's still trying to figure out how to work Buddy into the band, but this song, album still has amazing songwriting by Dave. Like the songs are still so good. And so it's impossible to leave it out of the top five. Just can't do it. Um, if I were to give my three to go listen to off this album, gotta be the title track, Madman's Eyes, and After Everything. Well, and Break Free. And the only thing, and actually the whole album. Um, <laughs> all right, Spruce. And it's red <laughs> and it's blue. All right, number four for me is one that I'm pretty sure came out right around my birthday, March 24th. My birthday is March 25th. Good memory. It is Lana Del Rey's. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Ooh. And this was one clip. I honestly did not really send you much of it. And I was honestly, it was like right after, yeah, yeah, like right after my birthday. I just remember like running this whole damn thing. It's like 16 songs. And I don't know too much about Lana Del Rey. I only know like a handful of her songs uh, before this. And I was like, all right, let's give it a run. And that's the beauty of it, man, is just being able to like kind of dip into an artist and then being able to say, like, all right, I've never done a full album. Let's run it. And, that is going to show you if you really like the artist or not. And dude, she's just an incredible songwriter. And like some of these uh, titles as well are just so freaking long, which is like hilarious in my mind. Like again, the title of the album is, did you know there's a tunnel under ocean Boulevard? Now I do number four. Yeah, that's awesome. 16 songs. So I'm pulling it up. That had to be a long ass album. Yep. 77 minutes. Oh, interesting. So something just caught my eye. The producer for this album also produced an album that we talked about not too long ago, and that album is Folklore, Jack Antonoff. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that guy is got to be well compensated if he's producing Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey albums. Yeah, I mean, this thing was like nominated for album of the year title track. And then uh, A&W was the album's second single and nominated for song of the year. So this shit slaps. Run it back. All right. Number three for me was... An album that we did a review. And I'm going to put it on screen right now. We got 72 Seasons by Metallica, The Boys. Um, Yeah, I think part of what I guess really pushed this album up, I mean, it is really good. Um, 
I just got to see a bunch of these songs live like a little over a month ago. They played at least half the album across the two shows and those songs sounded so good live. Um, yeah. And honestly, this album and the album before it hardwired to self-destruct are two of my favorite metallic albums. I kind of really like the sound that the band is kind of settling into. Um, so it, yeah, impossible for me to leave this album out of here and, and it was episode 84 of Vinyl Stallions where you can hear our review of 72 seasons. And yep. one that I've always looked back on, I don't know if I've even listened to it myself, but that was one of the most free-for-all episodes. Like, we're, <laughs> we were just like, you were grabbing beers. Like, I like, we, yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> I think we were just loose as hell and just like, I don't even know. Your Great. your laptop died in the middle of it, so we had two separate recordings. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember just being like off my ass and be like, I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one for sure. The live recordings are always fun, man. You stay up late right when it drops at midnight Eastern time. All right, number three for your boy Spruce is actually going to be an EP of Vinyl Stallion's very own Juniper Silhouettes. Okay, that's that's a fair choice. And that that was really good. Five songs was released in October. And actually, Juniper, our interview with all three of them, uh, the members were, was episode 82. Um, if you want to go back and listen to our conversation with those guys who are actually as well playing at the Soiree of the Stallions coming up here, Cleveland, Ohio, January 27th. Um, but I ran this shit a lot. Uh, I was on the West Coast when this thing dropped, and I just vividly remember uh, ripping this one over and over again, along with something else. <laughs> yeah, shout out to I... Juniper. This, is, this shit's so good. Now I kind of feel like a dick because, yeah, like I I was totally thinking of this album and I was like, well, it's an EP, it's six songs, so does it really count? And I just realized one of these other albums that I have on here, it's only seven songs, so I totally should have given more consideration to it. It's all right. I'm already looking at my lesbian like I think I left out a couple. Maybe I did listen to new music. <laughs> Yeah, All right. that was Top a very two. good release, though. It was, it was. I'm excited to see those boys live. Absolutely. All right, so number two, right on cue, the album that has seven songs. Be this boy right here, Tyler Childers, "Rustin' in the Rain," and this album like seriously ignited. A passion in me for this artist like so i've been kind of listening to tyler childers as the year progressed like I, I guess i changed jobs in 2023 and the job that i began the year at country music played there all the time and it kind of like in a way like kind of grew on me that and my wife listens to a ton of country So I've just kind of been around it a ton the last two to three years. And a lot of it I don't like, but Tyler Childers was one guy who would come on and be like, okay, I do dig that. And then this album came out. I listened to the whole thing and it's so good. Like it is short and sweet. Like it's only seven songs, 30 ish minutes. Um, but it, it's just excellent. There's a Chris Kristofsson cover on there. There's a cover Space and Time, which is a song by another country artist from Kentucky called S.G. Goodman. Um, the three songs I would tell someone to listen to off this album are the title track, Rust in the Rain, Archer and Mules, and then the lead single, In Your Love. Um, yeah, and they're, I mean, they're... I mean, it's country music, but it's a little bit fuller than that. Like, there's piano, there's, like, I don't even know what the instrument is called. Like, it kind of sounds like bagpipes, but I know it's not. 
I don't know. <laughs> it's a really good album, though. Go listen to it. That boy's about to be playing arenas and giant outdoor amphitheaters in 2024. Going to be an interesting year for him because this is his first tour doing that. Um, yeah, another guy that is like very much firing on all cylinders right now. All right, speaking of firing on all sort of cylinders, and actually a seven-song album as well. Okay. Coming in at my number two is Petro, Dragonic, Apocalypse, or Dawn of Eternal Night, An Annihilation of Planet Earth. <laughs> and the and, and then it just ends, dude. It just ends. I It says B-E, and then it's just gone. And the beans... You got to go to Wikipedia. To oh, see the my whole God. Title. King Gizzard and the fucking Lizard Wizard, ladies and gentlemen. This shit dropped back in the middle of summer. Dragon, dragon, dragon. And then he, <laughs> right before that, it's just Gilla, Gilla, Monster. Gilla. Yeah, that's my favorite song off that album. I I, I ran this thing a lot um, right when yeah. it came out. Um, but yeah, those boys are, again, put that out in June of 2023 have already released a more recent album since then yeah and that album i already i already forget the name it's the silver like silver chord, chord. Yeah. yeah not like half as good as um petro dragon a cop apocalypse like that that album was the king giz of the year like last year like they put out like four or five but like omnium gatharium was like the one like this year i think they put out three but Petro Dragonic Apocalypse. That was like the King Giz album for the year for sure. And yeah, it just missed it for me. Like another one, like sort of like that Foo Fighters one, like Juniper. Like it just, just barely missed, but not by much. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to have a talk right after this. But yeah, so King Giz number two. Right on. And so this is interesting. We have no overlap so far, which is different than last year. I feel like last year we had like the same five albums just in different order. <laughs> this year there's no no overlap. So number one album has got to be the new incognito album Into You. Another just ripper 16 tracks hour and 20 minutes long i guess i kind of contradict myself a little bit here that because i guess that band is like they are firing on all cylinders but they're like not necessarily in their prime i feel like they've kind of settled in to like this current arrangement that they have like the same crew that made this album the main core of it has been together for about 10 years with some of the members even longer like our boy tony um james berkeley another guy we interviewed he's on the 15th track of this album um, one of the best tracks on the album um but yeah it's it's excellent like there's elements of smooth jazz of course, acid jazz. You got elements of funk. A lot of R&B vibes on this, too. Um, it's just a fantastic album. Well-produced, well-mixed. A few instrumental tracks that just will melt your face. It's it's an incredible album. <laughs> and I don't know how I missed that one on my list. There's no wrong choices. I like none of none of the ones that you've picked are like worthy of questioning. And there's like ten to twenty that you could pick as your number one that will get no argument. <laughs> yes. And let that be reiterated, ladies and gentlemen. There will be no argument. Because the only crossover we're gonna have today is Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Walk around the moon. Dave Matthews band coming in at number one. And if you know anything about vinyl stallions, it starts with Dave, ends with Dave, and in the middle there's some Dave. And, and if Dave. you want to see us interview Dave, 
Check out our episode with Slag Genie, where we interview Dave from Slag Genie. Or check out our other one with Dave Friedman, Audio Tech, formerly for yes. the Dallas Cowboys. But And Genesis. <laughs> minimal, minimal there. <laughs> but yes, Dave Matthews Band, you know. I was we were so amped for this. We knew this album was coming for so long. And this is right when I started walking around a lot this summer. And I just would rip this thing over and over again. And like, I don't know, man, there's so many just good songs on here that continually just pop up now that it's like settled in. It's been like a couple months since it's been out. Like I was literally like out to eat the other day and I just couldn't get a part of a song out of my head. And it was um and all the pretty girls dance around together because <laughs> the circus comes to town. And I just, and then there's like a horn section after, and I just like kept saying it. And I was like, what fucking song is this? Like, what am I singing right now? And then I just had to think about <laughs> where that song went. And it just was, all you wanted was tomorrow. <laughs> but you yesterday is away. It's Dave. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, this album is, it's so good like i had it for but i mean any of these i could shuffle around like it was pretty hard to like i guess decide oh i like this one a little bit more than the rest like the dis distance between like number one and like number seven that's not even on this episode is like very small so Absolutely. yeah, I guess yeah, Spruce. Any other ones that you like want to give like a special mention to? I don't know. I I uh no. Okay. I'm sticking with my five. <laughs> I, I got a few. I just gotta shout out the new main skin album, Rush. Yes, Rush. Uh, that, that almost made my list actually. So that was a really good album. Um the new Paramore album, This Is Why, was really good. Yes made a new album that was like i want to say like close to two hours that was really fucking good oh wait i forgot to throw in there is one all right so see maybe i have listened to albums maybe i do have some other suggestions recommendations that missed the list but is one we received a lot on our social media today was zach bryan by zach bryan yeah the self-titled album dude i don't know anything about that vinnie marinucci that's his government name is <laughs> <laughs> it just rolls right off the tongue if you start it you got to say the whole damn thing uh he was like you got to listen to this shit and he's not too into country and i just didn't do it i'm an idiot i fucked up gotta go do it i've heard a handful of the songs off that album on the radio i mean my argument would be if you are into country listen to that stapleton and childers album first the zach bryan album is good but those other two are bang bang on the choo-choo train <laughs> so now we head over to the other side of this episode where we talk about our top five concerts that we've been to this year and again this was one where you can prep beforehand now because again we did this last year so you had some knowledge we'll be doing this episode and we went to a couple club together we went to a bunch without as well but where do we start at number five for you? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now that you say that, so out of the five of these three of them, I attended with you. Love it. Um, so, yeah, number five. This one was a crazy show. And this is when we met Mr. Joe Lawler for the first time in person. Dave Matthews Band. I want to say the date was June 27th at Pine Knob Music Theater in Clarkston, Michigan. They, the band, it's probably like top two or three times I've seen DMB live. Like they were just so tight that whole show. Like there, I don't know if there was like a single mistake in the set. We got a monster 20 minute C cup. Got what you are fool in the rain cover what you are after we got we thought we were gonna get what you are and it turned out to be madman's eyes we got a little fake out and then we they then they gave it to us later on in the set yeah that was a incredible show 
It was, and man, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of them. I'll have to leave off here, but to sneak in at number five, I have to do this because it was one of the greatest concerts I've ever been a part of. Spruce with the Furs at the Happy Dog, March 20... I don't even know what it was. I think it was February, wasn't it? No, it was March 24th because the soiree was February 24th, and when I would tell people the date, they would be like... They would get them mixed up, so I just like held off on the show. But for those wondering, I'm Spruce, and he's Klepp, and he plays drums, and I play guitar, and uh, we had two other buddies, Josh and Connor Emser as well, and we We both have Vinyl Stallions episodes. Absolutely, yeah, we keep shit in house here, but yeah, played at a local bar here in Cleveland called the Happy Dog uh, for like over an hour, and it was packed. It was there's like over 120 people in there, and like. It, it, I don't know. That was like the first live show I've played in a while and just being able to vibe out in a live show setting. And then uh, right after the boys, Buzz Baldurin, who uh, have also been on our show. Yeah, another Vinyl Stallions guest. Uh, played right after us. And so fucking incredible concert. Just a great night. And that's the night where we met Slag Genie, another Vinyl yeah, Stallions that's true. guest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what a day. 24th. And that was the day that Lana Del Rey released her album. All right. Hell yeah. Dang, yeah. I wasn't even thinking in along the lines of shows I performed in. Yeah. yeah I, that... I had to sneak it in a greedy little pig. <laughs> yeah, that that was one of three shows that I played in in 2023. And they were all, no two were like even remotely similar <laughs> as far as like venue people that i was playing with like the different casts every time all right so for number four i am gonna go with fish star lake specifically the friday show which i can't remember the date of that dave date i have just like grilled into my brain i'm fairly confident it's june 27 that fish date yeah i don't remember the exact date sometime in july i know Star that like yes. it was july 14th and 15th and yep. i re- and i remember that because yeah that's when i just wasn't even planning on going and then that friday morning i just bought tickets it was like i'm sleeping on the floor <laughs> yeah yeah that was a heck of a show um the set was amazing. They were just like very on that concert. Like the Saturday show was good. They were just a little bit hotter on the Friday sh- show. The set was a little bit better, like Stash, which is probably one of my like top five fish songs. I got that in the first set. Maze, which is like another amazing fish song. I had gotten one other time, but they played a slowed down version. I got the normal fast version at this show. Got David Bowie and Fuego in the second set. Again, like two fish songs that I just love that I hadn't seen live before. Character Zero in the encore. It just, you couldn't ask for a better show or a better, like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's my first fish show ever. That was like out of out of body. And Good. but I'm gonna sneak in here at number four. I there's no way I could leave this man and his crew off my list. That's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band and Little Caesars Arena up there in Detroit. And going with you, Club, our buddy Bogard and my dad who introduced me to Bruce and like that was just an efficient time getting there, getting into our seats. Like, what a fucking time to, I don't know, party it up. That Kitty's Back, where they just played it for like 10 minutes plus, was out of body. Um, and yeah, it was my first time seeing that band since like 2015. So, and for those who don't know, that is maybe my favorite. Yeah, that that show was nuts. Um, I'll so, be seeing them again next year. Yeah, that de- that's that delayed true. show that's been delayed twice now, but 
yeah, I'm supposed to see him twice in a month. Now it's going to be over a year since the next time. That's kind of a blessing in disguise in a way, because I, I I bet enough time will have passed. Will you will get like a very different set list? I imagine. Yeah, and again, yeah, they can do no wrong. Yeah, they have played. Mary had a little lamb for three <laughs> hours, and it sounded. Cool. I'd rather hear Mary's place. Yeah. All right. Well, top three club. All right. Yeah, and there, man, there's some tough ones to leave off. But number three, I'm going to go with Muse at Nationwide Arena in Columbus. I rolled up to the show solo, and Muse is like a band that I've always like really liked. Never like really entered like the realm of like my top top favorite artists but i've always enjoyed their music like they put out a new album i'll listen to it and they absolutely blew my mind live and now i'm just like uh if they're ever in detroit cleveland columbus like gotta go see them <laughs> they're, they're, it was so good like the stage set was immaculate shooting fire and I also never realized that they were only a three piece basis was rocking like a double neck bass for a good chunk of the set. Matthew Bellamy is just like an incredible performer. The drummer was left-handed, which I also didn't know. And they're just tight. Like they just sound really good. Even with three people, they are able to produce like a very, full and rich sound they're just they played an amazing set too love it yeah that's a band i would love to be able to see live again you pointed out at the theatrics and everything that comes with it is probably like out of this world i need would love to see that oh yeah yeah the only thing that i can think of that comes close as far as like a stage set would be like the 1975 or taylor swift like at least shows that i've been to so this is gonna get tough man like i have to leave off one of the ones that you've already mentioned fish or dave man (laughs) i don't know like here i am once again i'm torn into pieces well, you, wait, you got three left. What do no, you mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's two that really stand out that I can't oh. let any of those break through. <laughs> but I am going to have to go against everything I know and leave the Dave Matthews show off of it. Because here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. The show was already a win for meeting our boy Joe Lawlor, who is yeah. an ex stallion, got us some incredible backstage passes and like uh just being able to like hang out with him before the show. Like I was already like, this is the greatest night of my life. Sipping and, literally on Dave wine. Yeah, dreaming tree <laughs> wine. Like it was an incredible night experience all around. So the show, I'm gonna say it didn't make my top five. Because fish, again, it was my first time seeing them and Everything that comes with fish, the lights. And again, you'll yeah. hear it from all the people losing their loaf. But I'm telling you, as a sober man right now <laughs> here in Cleveland, Ohio, that that shit is bonkers, sober as a fucking geese. And it, I've never seen them do things, sync up so well put. I, for them to come out as well, uh, if you remember the encore, they did like a cappella singing. Like mm-hmm. it, it brought all different aspects of like what fish is. And again, I dipped in. They're a bunch of freaks to me. Club tried to convince me. I liked a couple songs. And it's just and then after seeing them live, I was like, oh, this all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen them twice since then. And um, but yeah, that first show, that first night, maze, maze. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's what I mean. Like, I've been to more Fish and Dave shows than, like, like Muse. That was my first time seeing them. But I think that's probably part of why they, like, finished ahead is, like, the shock value of, like, oh, like, I've never seen this band before. And 
like the newness of it almost like makes it better in a way because it's like it's a new experience like fish dave like yeah i'll i'll probably see both those bands 10 more times but like i know what i'm getting into there you know what i mean like i know like i'm gonna see some really cool jams i like know all the songs are gonna play so some of sometimes it's nice to get something that's like new even if it's not new overall that's like new to you which leads me into number two, which is one that you mentioned earlier, and that was Bruce at Little Caesars Arena. Ooh. And my math was actually wrong. Four of these shows we went to together, not three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was just mind-blowing. Dudes in his 70s, plays for three hours, like has like 30 people up on stage with him amazing songs like they still sound good that was just a mind-blowing show i had no idea what to expect and anytime you're seeing someone who's been doing it that long and is that up there in age you always wonder if like they've lost the step and i'm sure seeing bruce in 2023 is much different than seeing bruce in 1980 but it's still really damn good and like I said, just never having seen him before, like the utter shock of like how many layers there were to the sound, like how full it was. And the other thing that was really cool, it was the exact opposite of Muse. There was no stage set whatsoever. So in this arena, they're selling the seats behind the stage. Like, uh, like shows that have like a more immaculate stage set, you don't sell any of the seats behind the stage because what's the point? Nobody can see anything, but that's not the case at a Bruce show. And so it's almost a little bit more of a less is more approach, but it, uh, that was like really cool to see in itself. It's like, yeah, we don't need any of that. Like we're just going to blow your mind with our fucking tunes. With some killer tunes. <laughs> They think he's so cool. <laughs> Dude, we were having a party up in our section as well. Like I just remember just uh, dancing around and the woman next to us. I was, was going to say, I remember that girl that just was talking Bogart's here off the yeah. whole time. Yeah, people were just like, how do you know these songs? We're just like, hey. <laughs> yeah, we're bro. like, how don't you know these songs? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number two. For a long time, I thought this would be the number one of the year, but it has slid down. Oh, no. Not by much. <laughs> Santana over in the Northfield here in Ohio, Northfield, Ohio. Oh, my God. What a fucking show this was where we weren't even looking at going until a former Stallions guest, Benny Reedveld hooked it up with some tickets and again huge shout out to benny for hooking those up like unbelievable uh, gesture on his part and uh yeah we're forever grateful for him coming on and uh, being able to provide that but that was just the beginning getting in the door accompanied by klepp and also our boy tanner wirtz who we've mentioned already on this episode mm. and northfield casino so we're in a casino i had no idea what to expect we entered their seats set up. We don't know where the fuck we're sitting. We just keep going forward and forward and forward. <laughs> and we're like, I don't know, five. Hey! Yeah, yeah. We're like fucking, I don't know, probably like 10 rows back over on like the right side or something. And just like being able to clearly see everything. And I mean, again, a band you know about, ladies and gentlemen, Santana. You may think it's one person. It's not. It's a collective group of people. And they've been doing it for a long time. But. The energy that they brought out on this night was out of this world. And I, I have seen them in 2019. Didn't stick like this. Yep. And I guess we'll just seg because I'm wearing the shirt from the show. And that that was, yeah, that was my number one show of 2023. Just like Spruce, I had seen them before. But this show was just different. Like, the sound was ridiculous good. And, yeah, they came out firing with, like, a 10-minute version of Soul Sacrifice, like, 
right out the gates. Um, it, it was just a really good set. Benny was like bonkers good on the base. Cindy blew our freaking minds on the kit. And obviously Carlos was just tearing it up. Yeah, it, it was just an incredible show. That Roadhouse Blues and the Encore. <laughs> I I may have lost my mind during that. <laughs> hey, dude, it, I couldn't believe what like we, there were so many times where we would just turn to each other and be like, <laughs> Is this actually <laughs> happening right now? Yeah. Um I got nobody. Yeah, dude. And we got so much. I I love Santana three. Uh, like we both do. Yeah, and we got we, half the album. Half the album. And when we were walking in, Club got a little peek at the set list from the uh sound guy. That's true. I yeah, I saw the set list on the sound guy's board and I didn't spoil it, but I was just like, We're gonna get a lot of songs we like. I do I will tell you that much. And I will tell everyone listening right now that you can go listen to Benny Reetvelt's episode number ninety one. And you can also hear our review on this specific concert, episode 104. Yep. We're just covering all of ours. Yeah, and I say I feel like everything like episode 80 on is getting like talked about a little bit in this episode. It's that new, new vinyl stallions. Uh-huh. So, all right, Spruce. My number one concert of 2023 just so happens to be my first and only so far solo concert Ooh, I that think took I know place going. on the west coast over in Irvine, California where I saw Zach Brown Band and opening for Zach Brown Band was also Marcus King and so let me just break this down for y'all real quick. I'm going out west for a work trip. I'm Naturally, we're scouting out what's in the area. My buddy just moved to Newport Beach, so I'm going to hang with him. I'm like, oh, shit, like Five Point Amphitheater is about 20 minutes from here. Zach Brown Band's playing on Friday night. I was so fucking into country about a decade ago, and Zach Brown was about the top of my list, and I've seen them three times uh, over my years before this concert. Uh, but again, just always associated with it, with like going, getting drunk at concerts, country music. It was a thing of the past. And I was like, all right, well, fuck, Zach Brown. That's the only recognizable name I know when my time here in California. So I sent it and just bought a solo pit ticket like two days before for like under 100 bucks. And Steel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm literally walking. This venue was fant- so cool. You walk in and then there's like a big grass area where like it's like a picnic and then you continue into the venue and it was like i thought i was like late showed up walked right down was row four in the pit and as marcus king was like just setting up and starting so saw that whole set zach brown band came out afterwards and again i didn't really like on like no music the way i do now and to be able to see up close and how much that this band that is not just a fucking country band just an all-around rock reggae funk like anything under the sun band it was incredible out-of-body experiences like during colder weather like zach was like tearing up and like i don't know there's something in the air where like everyone was just like holy shit Mm -hmm. and um i don't know man there was something about that uh just night i was on such a fucking high um, they did an encore uh, where each member chose a song and 20 minutes. They like each sang X amount of that song and you can find it on vinyl Stanley's YouTube actually right now. And mm-hmm. uh, so there's that aspect of it. But then I go back and I tell my buddy Pete who I'm staying with like, Hey dude, this venue's sick, like unbelievable concert. I like go to look it up. So I Google five point amphitheater. They announced that. So Zach Brown actually had a two night run there. I saw the Friday, they announced the Saturday morning that that Saturday show was going to be the last concert there at Five Point Amphitheater, and they are tearing down the venue. And this fucking thing was built in 2017, and it was beautiful. It was in the middle of nowhere. The parking and driving were like so easy to get to, and apparently they can't come to a deal with Orange County. Ah, oh, 
but it's little pigs. But I don't give a shit because I don't live there. So <laughs> I got to go to one of the last concerts at Five Point Amphitheater, out of body experience. Sorry, Pete, you'll never see it. I was, I was the last <laughs> one. <laughs> Zach and the boys. Yeah. Oh man. So they they like just missed the cut for my. I saw them twice. Once in New Hampshire. Once in Columbus. Another amazing one was Chicago at the Toledo Zoo. John Mayer at PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh was also up there. The 1975 in Columbus. Metallica. Oh, it was so hard to leave them off. <laughs> <laughs> one that I literally wrote down and like I, 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 I just missed was Abstract Sounds. Yeah. And that like yoga studio. Yep. <laughs> like that, that was, was one of the mind blowing. Like and there was shock right before it was nasty too. Yeah. That whole night was nuts. Um, Trying to think what else was like, I mean, Slag Genie was honestly fucking sick at Coda. That was definitely a concert that stood out for I, me. I'm still itching to see those boys. Yeah. I know a place where you can see them. It's probably the Stanley's Beach and Ballroom, January 27th. Go get your tickets be now. Or be square. Do it, do it. But what a year it's been, 2023. There's been highs and there's been even higher highs. There's been no lows here on Vinyl Stallions as we continue up the path to wherever the fuck we go. And join us on the ride. Join us on we the ride. I hope you'll indeed. have fun. <laughs> yeah, we think only... you will. <laughs> yeah, man. We appreciate everyone that's listened. Uh, if you have any suggestions of anything you want to hear us talk about in coming years please we're not limited to anything hell come on the show Mm -hmm. we welcome it with some open arms but again big moves for vinyl stallions in the year 2024 gonna a hell of a lot more legitimized in the government's eyes Mm -hmm. llc that bitch and we're gonna kick it off with the second annual soiree of the stallions january 27th so there'll be a lot of content that kind of revolves around that and then who knows what else we'll settle into in 2024 there's been been talk of some newsletters maybe we'll keep you all updated in a different Mm way um so yeah stay posted stay locked and that's all Happy 2023. My name is Bruce. I'm Clep. This has been another great year of Vinyl Stallions. <laughs>